Get yourself and your voice ready for audio podcasting with these 13 preparation tips. And they also work for video. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 224. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Audio and video podcasting have one thing in common, and that is that they both are presenting a message with your voice. So your voice is the most important part of your podcasting. Back in episode 164, I gave you a podcasting pre-flight checklist, and this really focus is on one of the points in that podcasting pre-flight checklist. The whole pre-flight checklist, which you can get at theaudacitypodcast.com slash pre-flight, was about everything you should do before you press record, the 20 or so different main things and then 80 plus total things underneath that that you should do before you press record on your podcast and for every episode of your podcast. So definitely check out that complete list if you want an overall view of what you should do before recording your video or audio podcast at theaudacitypodcast.com slash preflight and click on the download button there for that checklist. But for this episode, I want to focus on 13 tips for how you can prepare yourself, that is your body and your voice for audio podcasting. So tip number one, Drink plenty of water. Water is a lubricant for everything in our bodies, and everything functions better when we are well hydrated. When you have a dry mouth, that can cause some of the lip-smacking noises and bubbles in your mouth and other annoying mouth noises because of the design of our mouths. When it's dry, it sticks together even more, which makes more of those kinds of noises with our mouths. And I know I just irritated you and probably a bunch of other people out there with those mouth noises. Don't do that. A good way to avoid doing that is to drink plenty of water. And this is drinking water ahead of time. I recommend that you drink water throughout the day of your recording, especially drink a full glass shortly before you record. This helps you freshen up a little bit more and ensures that you're starting with a nicely lubricated, hydrated mouth and that your body is hydrated. Water can help you in many ways, in your health and fitness and brain functions. So drink plenty of water. I'll mention some of the other things that you might be drinking in just a moment. But that's tip number one, drink plenty of water. Number two, be careful what and when you eat. You need to learn about your own stomach and digestive system because some foods can cause certain unwanted side effects that can affect your podcast recording. For example, some foods can cause your stomach to start making more noises depending on how much or how little you eat. I found that for myself, sometimes not eating will make my stomach be completely silent. But if I eat a little bit, like maybe just a piece of bread or some crackers, that's enough that my stomach and digestive system start to make noises. And you don't want to hear this. 
in your recording. That's just going to get embarrassing and distracting. And there are other things that you might eat that can also create excessive gas that seek escape through burps and farts. Yes, I actually said fart in the Audacity to Podcast. I found for myself peanut butter causes me to want to burp more. So I make a mental note and try to remember not to eat peanut butter within about an hour before I record an episode of the podcast because I don't want to be burping or feel like I'm having to burp during a podcast. You can suppress some of these bodily functions and the escaping of these different kinds of gases, but you'll just make yourself uncomfortable with this. And something that makes you uncomfortable will also distract you from your presentation, and it can affect how well you're able to communicate. There are some foods that can actually help your voice, such as certain teas, a green apple, lemons, honey, certain things like that. Some work for some people, some for other people don't work. You should really figure out what works best for you and produces the best result. Kind of related to this, Try to avoid chewing or sucking anything, especially during your audio podcast. Cough drops may be a little bit necessary depending on the condition of your throat or if you feel like coughing. Yes, it's better to suck on a cough drop than to cough in your recording depending on how you are at sucking that cough drop. You don't want to be knocking it around inside of your mouth and having all of these clicking sounds as it hits your teeth back and forth or these sucking sounds as you're sucking on that cough drop. So it might be easier for you to edit out an occasional cough than it would be to edit out all of those other little odd mouth noises. But if you can't talk without the cough drop or a throat lozenge or something like that, then it might be a good idea still to suck on it. Then there are certain throat lozenges and cough drops you can get that seem to be a little bit softer So they don't make as much noise when they move around in the mouth. But the harder it is, the more noise it will make when it hits your teeth and such. So be aware of that. Figure out what works best for you. And this is my number two point. Be careful what and when you eat. Number three, avoid soda, cream, and alcohol. With my Clean Comedy Podcast, I've often looked forward to drinking soda shortly before we record that podcast Because the caffeine and the sugar give me a temporary energy boost, plus I really do enjoy soda. I enjoy drinking soda than almost anything else, certain kinds of soda like vanilla cream sodas or vanilla-based sodas especially. So these things, because I enjoy them and they're giving me a little bit of some caffeine and sugar boost, they do generally put me in a better mood for my comedy podcast. And it's always a good thing to be in a good mood for a comedy podcast. But while these may help my mood, they're not helping my voice. Soda, cream-based things like milks and teas with the creamer in them or coffee and such, and alcohol can do bad things for your voice. One of the things that alcohol can do is actually slow the blood flow down a little bit. And that can hinder brain activity. So it's basically making you a little bit dumber, depending on how much alcohol you have. Even just a little bit does start to hinder some of your intelligence for that short moment. So you need to be careful with some of these things, depending on the style of your presentation. Certainly be careful with what might affect your voice. But these little treats, just like 
drinking soda for my clean comedy podcast can put me in a better mood, some of these other little treats can help some podcasts. Like imagine Tawny Fennerin's Mommy's Cocktail Hour without the cocktails. And it wouldn't be as entertaining for the guests, for the co-hosts, and for the audience. But for some of the more serious shows, I think you may want to focus more on keeping the full quality of your voice keeping all of your mental faculties and not so much on revving up with some of these artificial energy boosters like soda, alcohol, cream-based items and such. That's tip number three. Avoid soda, cream, and alcohol. Number four, you may be wondering, well, what can you do instead to boost your creativity a little bit for your podcasting? And it is a good thing to boost your creativity. So for tip number four, I recommend get your blood flowing. This can be through a variety of things. Don't look to food and drink to boost your energy just before you record your podcast. Yes, that can give you somewhat of a temporary energy or mental boost, but it might not help your voice. But what can help you with an energy boost and not hurt your voice is some way of getting your blood flowing because more blood to your brain helps you think better and helps just in all kinds of other areas of your health. It can produce certain chemicals in your brain that help you to focus more, that help you to even be a little bit more relaxed in ways and energized. Yeah, relaxed and energized at the same time. Yes, certain kinds of exercise can do that for you. So try something like some push-ups or a couple trips up and down the stairs or jumping jacks or a short walk or something like that. Even just some sincere laughter before you record can get some of that blood flowing to engage your mind with what you're doing and energize you a little bit more for the content that you're about to present. I don't recommend that you work yourself into a sweat or work yourself completely out of breath. You really just need enough to get your blood flowing more than it was if you were just sitting for the last several hours. This gets your brain engaged more, it warms up your nerves, gets you more excited for what you're about to present as well. And it's something very healthy to do. So that's number four, get your blood flowing. Number five, use the restroom. There's almost nothing more embarrassing than to take a restroom break in the middle of your content. If you have guests or co-hosts or you're interviewing someone online, oh, how embarrassing that would be to have to say, uh, hold on, I, I need to take a break. Can we just pause for five minutes and let me go take care of something and I'll be right back. That's embarrassing. And I'm going to tell you an embarrassing story. Blog World, New York City, 2012. It was my first time at Blog World, or now called New Media Expo. I was invited there to speak on a two-part panel with Dave Jackson, Ray Ortega, and Dan Lyons to talk about how to start podcasting. This was really exciting, a great opportunity for me. It was the biggest conference I'd been to, not my largest audience I've ever spoken to, but certainly the biggest conference I'd been to to present on anything related to podcasting. So I was really excited to be there. We did the first session and the questions and discussion afterward was fantastic. Then we did the second session right after that. I did not use the restroom in between sessions and I regretted that. During the second session, I was drinking water to make sure that I was lubricated and hydrated, but there was a problem. I really had to use the restroom. Like really, really badly had to use the restroom. I was starting to sweat 
I was starting to shake. My mind was starting to think of absolutely stupid things to try to address this problem. And this was in the middle of a presentation. This was a panel presentation. I and these three other men talking about podcasting, and I was the leader of the panel. And I was at a panic of what do I do? I cannot go for another 30 minutes, the length of this conversation that we were having with the podcast panel there. I could not last that long. I knew I had to do something and it was going to be embarrassing. So what I actually did was I started a coughing fit. I kind of faked it a little bit, but I I just did not want to say, excuse me, I have to use the restroom. It would have been too embarrassing for me to say something like that. So I faked a coughing fit and asked one of the other panelists to take over leading the conversation and I would be back in just a moment. So I stepped out, coughing my way out. As soon as I got outside the hall, there were no restrooms on that end of the building. I had to run to the opposite end of the building, find a restroom, use it really quickly, run back, and try not to be so out of breath because I did literally run one direction and to the other because I didn't want to waste much time. And I got back in and people were asking me, are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? And it was a restroom break because I had to. There was no way I could have continued. I was already having problems focusing and it was getting painful and not a good way to continue presenting. So for your podcast, don't make this mistake. Use the restroom before you start your podcast, especially if you're going to have a long podcast. It's kind of like taking a long trip. Use the restroom anyway. If you don't think you have to use it, go use it anyway. Because even though we're big boys and girls and we can control our bladders, we can control our bowels, trying to suppress that feeling can be distracting and very discomforting. And that can prevent you from giving a good podcast. If you've been drinking water, like I recommended in tip one, you're going to need to use the restroom. So use it before you podcast and you will be able to present much better. That's tip number five, use the restroom. Tip number six, get more water for drinking while recording. Regardless of whether you think you'll have a chance to drink any water while you're recording, it's good to have water ready and try to drink it when you can while you're recording. This keeps your mouth, throat, and voice all lubricated and hydrated so that you can speak with a smooth voice and so that you can keep your energy level higher. As far as what kind of cup or glass to have with your water, I recommend that you get something that is focused on being silent. Maybe it's a plastic cup instead of a glass cup, or maybe it's an open-ended or a cup with a lid on it instead of something where you might get some kind of echo if you try to drink from it or any audio that comes from your drinking noise makes its way into the microphone. Specifically, I would recommend using a straw. A straw can be a lot more silent for your drinking, especially if it's a very lightweight plastic straw, not something like a glass or hard metal or hard plastic straw that hits the sides of your cup. If that straw can be somehow mounted permanently, that might even be better because then it's not moving around at all. You can very silently drink that water without making any noise. 
if you have something like a water bottle, there might be noises like the lid taking it on and off, or a straw might be hitting the edge of the cup, or there might be something else about the bottle, like a sports bottle where it makes those noises while you're drinking. These can all make their way into the recording. And although you can move back from the microphone, it can still make its way into the recording, even from a distance, especially if you have other microphones in the room or co-hosts and such. So figure out what kind of container for your water works best. I like a cup that I got from uh, an amusement park that it has this nice big straw so I get plenty of water through it. It's sealed pretty well that I don't have to worry about spilling, but it's not quite a sippy cup. But it's also very silent. It doesn't make noise when I drink through that cup. So that's a great thing to use for my drink during the podcast. I don't recommend that you have ice in it. For one thing, cold water is not the best thing for your vocal cords. And also, ice can clatter around inside of the cup and make more noise when you're taking that drink. So have the water at room temperature, or maybe you prefer it just a little bit cooler, but thaw that ice into the water a little bit before you do your recording. That way you have just water in your container and something very silent. I also recommend that you have something soft to put your water container down on in your recording. That way you're not having a pounding noise each time you set your water down or you have to focus on very carefully setting that cup down and then you're getting distracted from what you're saying or from what your guests and co-hosts are saying. Just get something soft so you can put it down without making noise and without having to think about being silent. As far as when to drink your water, it's easy when you have a guest or a co-host because you can drink when that other person is talking. And it doesn't take a lot of mental effort as long as you're not having to think about all of these things like keeping the ice from moving and preventing it from hitting the surface too hard and making too much noise and all of that. But you can just grab it, take a drink while you're still listening to what your guest or co-host is saying. But if you're podcasting solo, like I do, then there are two approaches that you could have to this. One is that you can leave enough silence or place a marker in your recording so you know where to edit that moment when you take a drink. Like right now, with no editing, I'm going to take a drink. And I'm telling you for a specific reason. Now I just took a drink. That could be a nice spot for dramatic silence. And that might be okay if you can take a drink quickly enough. And that's one of the things I like about a straw is that you can usually drink from a straw a little bit more quickly than you can from a cup or from something where you're having to sip by tilting it toward your mouth. But you could also simply pause the recording, take your drink, and then resume. Just now, you didn't know it, but if you were watching on YouTube live or watch the replay later, then you'll see this. I just paused the recording, took a drink of water, and then resumed the recording. But you would never have known that if I hadn't told you. And that's the thing. There's no need to tell your audience that you're going to pause to take a drink. If you take a drink while you're recording and you don't edit it out, it could be a spot for just dramatic silence. If you take a drink and you don't want it to make it into your recording or you don't want that silence there and you don't want to edit afterward, just pause your recording. 
you don't have to tell anyone. If you're live streaming, tell your audience after you've paused. Kind of like I did when I paused earlier, but you didn't hear it in the download because I paused. It wasn't even recorded at all in the download. I paused, then I said, I'm paused, I'm taking a drink right now, and I'll resume the recording when I'm finished. So don't let your taking a drink distract your audience. But this is a very important thing for while you are podcasting, since your voice is the most important part of your podcast. Get more water for drinking while recording. That's tip number six. Number seven, clear your sinuses. Regardless of whether you have allergies, we talk better with clear sinuses. You can breathe better, get more oxygen, and you'll also avoid certain things like sniffles and nose whistles in your recording. What I mean by nose whistles are those sounds your nose actually makes when you're breathing because you maybe you have a deviated septum or just something about your nose. Make some noise into the recording. It's much nicer to have the full capacity of your sinuses to be able to breathe and speak and speak clearly. If you have allergies or you're getting over a cold or anything like that and your nose is running, don't just suck it in and try and continue by sniffling or anything like that. Don't try to lean away from the microphone and sniffle and such. But I really recommend before you record, clear your sinuses in whatever way is the most healthy and works the best for you. It could just be blowing your nose. If you don't blow your nose before you record, then it's very possible your nose might run a little bit while you're recording. Then you're faced with a decision of, do you blow your nose then? Do you sniffle and try and bring it in and try and keep it off microphone? Do you pause? Do you edit something out? Do you pause and blow your nose or do you edit that out? It gets complicated when you have that possibility coming up. But there can be moments where you could take a tissue and simply wipe your nose to prevent yourself from sniffling or having to blow your nose. But you just have to sometimes put up with the fact that your nose may be dripping and just wipe it very silently and wipe it away from the microphone so you're not getting the wiping noise into the microphone. There are other things you can do to clear your sinuses like a nasal rinse or some of those nasal sprays and other things. You could even eat spicy food or drink something hot and that can help clear your sinuses. But some of these things can also have a negative effect on your voice. So you need to be careful with that and find out what works best for you. But this is tip number seven, clear your sinuses. Number eight, apply lip balm. Drinking water helps keep your mouth hydrated and the rest of your body. And that does avoid many mouth and tongue noises. But water alone may not help your lips. Dry lips, just like a dry mouth, can stick together and starts creating some of those lip noises and bubbles and such that you just don't want into your recording that and such and that can sound bad but also when your lips are sticking together it can hinder your speech and cause you to slur a little bit more so figure out whatever is the best lip balm for you and apply it before your audio podcasting one thing to keep in mind with lip balm this is from my own experience I found that a particular brand and style of lip balm for me doesn't work well because it creates little stuff around my lips, this gooey stuff. It's basically like lip 
boogers <laughs> is a way to describe it. This white stuff that forms around my mouth from some of these other lip balms. And it gets ugly, ugly and slimy and I have to wipe it off and then my mouth is really dry. It's just messy. But I recently tried a different brand and style of lip balm and I found that for me, it worked a lot better. My wife is the opposite way. My wife prefers the lip balm that doesn't work well for me and she doesn't like the lip balm that does work well for me. So find what works best for you that doesn't dry out your lips and be careful because some lip balms actually have ingredients like menthol that do actually dry out your lips more, but they give you that fresh lip feeling. Be careful with some of those and I'll link to an article in the show notes for that this episode number 224 that will give you um, some more information on what to look for in your lip balms that don't have some of those ingredients. You can get to the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash audio prep. This is tip number eight, apply lip balm. Number nine, warm up your voice. Just like how it's not good to drive your car at high speeds immediately after turning it on in cold temperatures, it's also not good to start talking for a long time without any kind of warm up with your voice and with your mouth and your tongue and everything about your speech. Your vocal warm up could be really as simple as just having a conversation with you and your guest or co hosts or someone else outside of the podcast, maybe talking to your live audience, talking to yourself, even. It could be singing, it could be making all of these silly mouth noises like Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers blah blah making yes ridiculous sounding noises with your mouth stretching your mouth making vowel sounds a e i o u and that sounds weird because i was just trying to do that by opening my mouth as wide as possible try saying certain sentences opening your mouth as widely as you can while saying those sentences, just like I did. Yes, you'll sound stupid. This isn't the way that you're actually going to record your podcast, but these do help warm up your voice. Singing is a great way, not intense singing, not really high pitch or really low pitch, but maybe some casual singing can be one way of warming up your voice a little bit, doing some uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, anything like that, maybe more on key than I just did. Warm up your voice. This is tip number nine, because your voice is the most important part of your communication. Warming up your voice will help you to avoid some of those lip sounds because it gets things stretched out. And warming up your voice helps you to speak more clearly as well. Some of it's even a little bit mental in that you've stretched a little bit and now you're just set to have more clear enunciation with your words because you might even be somewhat thinking open my mouth more widely when I'm speaking. This is tip number nine. Warm up your voice. Number 10, have something for fidgeting. I really don't think it's a learning disorder or a mental illness or anything negative like that for us to fidget. I am a fidgeter sometimes. And this was a little bit humbling for me to actually just admit and embrace the fact that I do fidget because in my mind, I looked down on fidgeting and thought more lowly of myself to try to struggle with this thought that I fidget sometimes. 
many people do fidget as well, and it's not just when they're uncomfortable or when they're nervous. Fidgeting for some people is a way of engaging the left hemisphere of the brain while the right hemisphere is doing other things. That's why for some children, they can listen to a story a lot better if they're allowed to draw or color while they're doing it. Yes, it's not very traditional method of thinking where you have to be looking and paying attention, both eyeballs on me, your ears pointed toward me, all of that kind of things. We have different learning styles and some of us have to engage with something physically in order to concentrate better on what we're doing. So if you or your co-hosts are a fidgeter, go ahead and embrace that. Equip yourself to fidget. Have something that is silent that you can fidget with during your recording. This is much better than fidgeting with the microphone and then you get these mic noises or having a pen nearby or some random little object nearby that you start fidgeting with in your recording or wrapping up your cords and maybe accidentally disconnecting something or playing with other things or playing with your fingernails or all kinds of crazy things can happen that create noise when you fidget. But instead, I recommend that you get maybe like a plush toy that doesn't make noise, that doesn't have any kind of vocal sounds that makes something that someone can squeeze, just play with and fidget with. It could even be as simple as a rubber band that they can just softly play with or maybe a hairband, something like that, that allows you or your co-host or your guest to fidget, but not make noise. This could even help you, your guest, or your co-host focus more because you're engaging your hands in an activity while your brain and your mouth is engaged in something else. So tip number 10, have something for fidgeting. This would be something fun to hear is I, I know we all have different crazy things that we might have that maybe could be the fidgeting object for us. I'd like to know if you have a fidgeting object. What is that object? Please leave a comment in the show notes for this episode number 224 at com slash audio prep. You can even upload a picture there. I have a variety of things I can use for fidgeting from hair bands to plush toys to sometimes when I forget, I start fidgeting with my headphone cable. Now it's only my headphone cable, so it's not going to disconnect something else with my recording, but even that can make noise because I could drop it on the desk like I just now did. And that's the adapter, the plug-in for my microphone that makes that kind of noise. So be careful with some of these things. Certainly avoid things like pens or mice or anything that someone can fidget with that makes that noise. It will make its way into the recording and it can be a little bit distracting and reduce the perceived audio quality of your podcast. That's tip number 10. Have something for fidgeting. Embrace the fidget. That could be a great bumper sticker or a t-shirt. Number 11, clear your mind. When you come to your podcast studio, you really need to leave your problems, your overflowing inbox, your off-topic ideas, and any other burdens you might have at the door for your podcasting studio. You need to focus on your message, the message you want to share, the conversation you want to have, the people you want to engage with, those with whom you want to interact. So one way, aside from removing these things, some things we have to bring in with us, like our computers, 
our mobile devices, some of this stuff. And it's best to try to avoid anything that can be distracting. So turn off notifications, close or hide tabs or programs that may be running on your computer. Put your phone or devices on do not disturb or even airplane mode if you can. Ensure that you are 100% present for this activity of presenting this information, having this conversation, or changing people's lives. By the way, a little hint, this can help hugely in other areas of life. And if you try it, you might find that it improves your relationships and improves your experiences at things. Like, just think about how much more you can enjoy a party if you try not to pull your phone out during the party. Or if you put your phone on D&D so you're not getting notifications from people while you're at this party or while you're having a conversation with someone. Clear your mind. There are many ways that you can clear your mind, but the most obvious thing is just remove those things that would distract you from other things. If you live stream your podcast, the chat room could be one of those things that becomes overly distracting. And I do hear this sometimes in podcasts where they'll be talking and then they'll get distracted by the chat room, either distracted because they're trying to read the chat room at the same time as they're talking, or they'll get distracted trying to incorporate what the chat room is saying or responding to something in the chat room, either verbally in the podcast or typing a response to them in the podcast. It takes a lot of hard work not to get distracted from something like that, a stream of content coming in. And there have been times that I've seen co-hosts that get distracted by reading the chat room instead of listening to a conversation. So when the host or co-host throws the conversation back to them, wait, what? Can you say that again? And then you get all kinds of awkwardness in the conversation where you as the listener don't have to hear that thing again. But the guest or co-host does. Clear your mind. Avoid these distractions. That's tip number 11. And tip number 12. Breathe. I know. You're probably thinking, well, duh, we have to breathe. If we don't breathe, we'll die. Yes, that's true. We know we should breathe, but we often don't, or we don't breathe properly. This is maybe the first thing to suffer when we're nervous or overly excited about something. We just don't breathe. We don't breathe enough, nor we don't breathe at all. A lot of people will have this when they go to speak. Maybe they raise their hand to ask a question. They stand up. A friend of mine actually told me that he was in a meeting where he had stood up to share a story about something and just to say, hey, could you uh, please um, keep this in mind or pray for this thing? And he was a little bit nervous because he had just stood up. He's not comfortable in front of people. It was a small group of people, but still just some of his nerves were going off. This happens to me sometimes too. Yes, I can speak in front of thousands of people and not get nervous many times, but sometimes just raising my hand and asking a question or standing up and saying something in a small group, I'm not as prepared for it. So there are some nerves going on. And for my friend, he said that because of this, he wasn't breathing and he started to pass out and had to excuse himself from the meeting And several other people started thinking, oh, well, maybe we should be praying for him and concerned about him because it seemed like he was 
really emotionally connected to this. And he told me, no, he wasn't. It was just that he wasn't breathing and he was literally about to pass out because he wasn't breathing. So don't be afraid to take that moment and breathe. In fact, don't be afraid to let some breath noises make their way into your recordings. Try not to let them be really loud noises like in your recording because that can be awkward. Having compressor limiter gate or some compression in software or hardware can help reduce that, but also just not being overly close to the microphone and practicing not breathing very loudly can prevent these things from making it into your recording. But if breathing noises make it in, that's okay. Breathing is what makes us human. Listen to some guitar music, like classical guitar, for example, and you'll hear these squeaks from when they move their fingers along the fretboard. That's okay, and it makes the music human. In fact, on the computer, if you are composing music on a computer and it's for a guitar, there are certain things that you can do, and modern applications are smarter on this than older ones, but they'll sometimes insert some of these little random noises because that makes it sound more human. Our breathing makes us sound human. And if you don't breathe, then not only are you going to start straining your voice as you're continuing to try and say this same thing without taking a breath because you really want to end this sentence and get this full thought out. Well, I took a breath even in that. It's a little subconscious for me, but it will start to strain your voice if you try to communicate without breathing. And you're not getting as much oxygen to your brain, so you could pass out during your recording, or you could even start to become dumber during your recording because you're not breathing enough. This is tip number 12, breathe. And number 13, have good posture. Yes, your posture does affect a lot of things about how you record. It's healthier to have good posture, like sitting up straight or standing up straight. If you're standing, that can be a great way to communicate great information with great energy. If you're sitting, sit up straight. If you are slouching, like I'm just slouching right now, it starts to make me just instantly, I felt in my mind a little bit less engaged with the information, a little less enthusiastic with the information. But when I sit up straight, I'm more engaged The blood flows more easily in my body. It helps me stay more awake and engaged with the conversation. If you're standing up, that's a great way to have better posture. I think it's it's a little easier, I think, to have better posture when you're standing than when you're sitting. Because when you're sitting, things are already prepared to bend over and fold and such. But when you're standing, you're already mostly straight up. Of course, there are other things to consider, like the angle of your microphone, your keyboard, your monitors, and such. Try to sit or stand up straight. Number 13, have good posture. This helps with your breathing. It helps for communicating clearly, being engaged, keeping the blood flowing, and staying awake. And it's also healthier in all kinds of other areas of your life, too, to have good posture what your mother always told you does come into play. These 13 tips for preparing yourself for audio podcasting are at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash audio prep. And they are number one, drink plenty of water. Number two, be careful what and when you eat. Number three, avoid soda, cream, and alcohol. 
Number four, get your blood flowing. Number five, use the restroom. Number six, get more water for drinking while recording. Number seven, clear your sinuses. Number eight, apply lip balm. Number nine, warm up your voice. Number 10, have something for fidgeting. Number 11, clear your mind. Number 12, breathe. And number 13, have good posture. I'd love to hear from you. What have you found that helps you to podcast better? Helping your body and your voice to podcast better. Techniques, ideas, little tips, tricks. Please comment on the show notes for this episode number 224 at com slash audio prep. And I'd love to hear your stories and your feedback and also see if you have a fidget item, post your photo of what that fidget item is. If you're not embarrassed to share what it is and if it's a, a family friendly item, that is post your photo. It might be fun to see what each of us have as our fidget items. Embrace the fidget. I want to thank some people who left some kind written reviews for me in iTunes. Clay Lamb said, I found your insights of the future were extremely eye-opening. That was from my keynote presentation for Podcast Midwest 2015. Thank you very much, Clay. And Why Lime, Why Not said, my friend and I are about to start recording our podcast and with his tips, we already feel like pros and not just lost little guppies trying to swim with the big fish. He makes learning so accessible for the novice, yet I'm sure even seasoned veterans get a lot out of what he does and the content he presents. Thank you for making podcasting not as intimidating so we can get to the fun part faster. Why Lime, why not? Thank you very much for that kind review. If you haven't reviewed the Audacity to Podcast yet in iTunes or Stitcher, please click on the links on the website. And if you'd like your own podcast reviews emailed to you automatically, like I get, I set mine up to email me automatically on Mondays because the review system processes in the mornings. So I get my emails from mypodcastreviews.com automatically. So on the day that I'm preparing for my podcast and I record my podcast, I have my latest reviews right there to think. You can get your latest reviews monthly, weekly, or even daily. Check it out at mypodcastreviews.com. This is a great way to get something and support the podcast. I could set up a Patreon campaign where you could contribute $5 a month, but why not spend $5 a month on a service that you'll actually appreciate and enjoy in some ways? Check it out at mypodcastreviews.com. And thank you, Clay Lamb and Why Lime, Why Not, for your kind written reviews in iTunes. I really appreciate it, and it helps other people find the podcast. If you'd like to write a review, go to theaudacitypodcast.com, and the links for iTunes and Stitcher are there on the site. I have one announcement for you, and that is that HostGator, one of my favorite web hosting companies to recommend is having a 55% off sale June 22nd through 24th, 2015. This is a great chance to start your website for a very low cost, and they have some great plans that allow you to host just one website or an unlimited number of websites. You can say 55% off the regularly priced plans. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash audio prep and click on the link for HostGator there in the show notes or theaudacitypodcast.com slash HostGator. If you hear this and there is no special sale going on or you missed the 55% off sale, I do have an exclusive promo code you can use. Use the code NOODLE and you can save 30% at any time 
regardless of what other sales are going on, if there's a 10% off sale, you can still save 30%. It's not a stackable coupon, but you can save more by using the coupon code NOODLE at any time when there's not one of these great sales. But if you get that sale between June 22nd and 24th, 2015, you don't have to apply a coupon code whatsoever. Just go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash hostgator and start your website today over there and save some money. It's a great platform, works really well. Their customer service is great and they can transfer your website as well. They have great plans too to pay monthly and I really like what they're doing over there and how they've split it up. It's affordable for starting your website or moving your website. It's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash hostgator. I'd love to hear from you how I can help you better launch and improve your own podcast. So please send me some feedback through the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. In the next episode of the Audacity to Podcast, I'll be talking about how to prepare yourself for video podcasting because video does add an extra dimension to podcasting. All the stuff I shared about audio still matters for video, but video has some extra levels to it. And that episode is going to have a sponsor in it. Yes, a sponsor for an episode of the Audacity to Podcast. But I did that because it just fits perfectly with the content I'm going to share. I'll tell you more about why I'm having a sponsor for that episode in my email list at theaudacitypodcast.com if you're not signed up for that. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com and on Twitter at TheRamenNoodle. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like our Under the Dome radio podcast is about to start up again with the new season of Under the Dome. And welcome to Level 7. Our Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast is talking about Daredevil and Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we have a lot other great stuff going on like Beyond the To-Do List and The Productive Woman and more. It's all at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.